Oh shit, here we go again. What's up, ballers? We are back in the studio, all three of us. The second, the penultima week for the uh, PGA Tour this season. Been a weird one with COVID, but we've got the BMW this week. Last week, we had the Northern Trust, which kicked everything off. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll go into some picks on the BMW, and then we'll talk about a few other events before we put you on your way and uh, get you prepped for the Tour Championship next week, which will be the final 30 guys going for the $10 million prize. Nice little payday for people. Uh, before we get into the Northern Trust, let's introduce everybody in the booth. First, we got Vinny, who I think is like boarding up all his windows and putting sandbags in front of the house because Hurricane Laura's coming through. Vinny, how you holding up down there? No, I think we'll be all right. I think we're just going to hunker down and uh, see if it even hits us at all. Who knows? We're still on the west side of the storm, so it's not it's not going to be too bad, I hope. Nice. Is the um, in-laws coming to stay with you? What's the deal there? No, I think they're they're staying out at their place on the water. So, oh boy, <laughs> I love love that near the uh, water, not on the water, but that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, man. Well, hopefully everybody's safe. Hopefully we get through this. I think we'll be all right. It's going to move west, um, east of us, I guess. So, um, we also have uh, Mr. Scalici, Jake Ub in the in the booth today, who is designing a very nice course on two uh, K today, trying to be. Uh, <laughs> Jakey Crenshaw out there, and uh, the PlayStation crashed on him. So uh, I apologize for for all that. But what's going on, my man? Yeah, yeah. Tragedy tragedy struck out at uh, Breakfast Ball Golf Club. But um, you know we will overcome, uh, and we'll find our way back out there to uh, finish crafting that. So yeah, but nothing else. Not much going on. You know, coming to the end of another summer, and um, yeah, getting ready for the the quote unquote end of the season here for uh, the PGA Tour. So. Yep. Definitely. And I guess that brings up a good note. So uh, 2K came out last week, golf. Uh, we will be trying to stream that a couple of days a week. We will put it up on the uh, Instagram, on, on the Instagram, on our Instagram. Uh, so if any of you guys are out there that uh, just need something to do during COVID, during the day while you're working, or uh, want to tune in and say hi, what's up, come on in. Follow the uh, follow us on Twitch, and I uh, hope you enjoy. We'll also be, like Jake said, designing a couple courses and setting up some societies. So if you guys want to jump in uh, to that, uh, we'd love to have you. So uh, with that, let's jump into Northern Trust. Uh, not too much to say about it. Uh, Dustin Johnson, who was completely dead six weeks ago, beat everybody by 11 shots and uh, went pretty much wire to wire. He was not the round one leader, but uh, he, from... Uh, his 60 on Friday to Sunday was way ahead of everybody. Uh, Harris English finished in second at 19 under, so it was 11 shots back. And then uh, Berger Kisner and Scotty Scheffler uh, rounded out the top five. Uh, I guess a few things about Dustin Johnson is, one, I think Vinny even wrote him off, and Vinny took him this week, uh, that he was dead. He ended up winning like a couple weeks ago, a month ago or so, and then we are like, oh, okay, DJ. And then he played well at the uh, PGA had the lead going into Sunday um, did not get the deal done because obviously Colin Morikawa closed the deal but uh, what is is DJ trending or what what is going on right now I'd love to get thoughts from from you guys in the booth I would definitely say he's trending I mean I, 
I don't even know if you can say trending. The guy's won twice since the restart. And he had that, like, like kind of blip, I guess, a couple of weeks ago where his back was bothering him. And he shot, like, you know, 70-something and two rounds in the 80s. And I know I was talking some shit on him. And I don't think it's – you know, you kind of can't. I mean, in the end, it's DJ's thing is it's so weird because we, we talked about it. Like, he doesn't have those majors, just the one. You know, he played well at the PGA. It's not like he played – uh, poorly kind of got it taken from him. He, he got beat. But I mean, when you do something like this, it's, it's pretty wild. I mean, he was like lapping the field, you know? So, uh, I, I would say trending. I mean, I, I don't know if a course like Wingfoot really sets up well for him for the U S open, or if you can stay hot for that long, he needs to stay hot for a couple more weeks, which is in golf is really, really hard to do. But, um, yeah, I mean, clearly he had it all working this week when he drives it like that and puts it like that he's pretty much unstoppable so right well Vinny, uh congrats on the win i think you actually yeah. have ended the uh pool pick for this season on us but uh what did you think about your boy out there this weekend Man. a week yeah it was what a week i uh you know he looked pretty good on thursday and Friday came out and shot, you know, fired 11 under. Not even the best round of the day. Thanks to Scotty Scheffler, who played Unreal. But, uh, you know, there was a lot of talk about him getting a really long putting lesson Thursday night after round one and comes out and fires 11 under and makes, like, what, I get almost 200 feet worth of putts or something like that. Like, just an absolutely nuts number. Um, so, in the background, I think DJ's a little bit more in tune than his disconnected self that he usually is or seems like, you know, just kind of like a fucking airhead. Um, so he's just a, he's a, clearly a good student. And, um, you know, he came out and played great the rest of the weekend. So he's definitely, I would say he was definitely trending towards uh, a monumental week, which he had. I, I don't, I don't know if he's, I think he's just so dumb. He doesn't know what's going on. I'm not sure he is a great student. I, I'm not sure I agree with that point, but, um, I mean, he's definitely got raw talent that only a few people have had in his career. I mean, he's like tied Raymond Floyd, I think, this week with his 23rd win uh, on tour. It he, I think we've talked about him on past podcasts. He's won 15 seasons in a row, um, which is just outrageous that he's been on tour, won that long, and then also just kept it going. Because you know, I like I said, I wrote him off. I thought his career was over. Like I was, I was like, this guy is you know going to be like. Hanging around the top 50 in world rankings, never going to break back into the top 25. And then now here he is. He's not, not only did he win last week, but he also took over number one in the world and number one in the FedEx Cup rank rankings going into uh, the BMW this week. Um, yeah, I mean, I just it, not only was it crazy for him um, to do all that, just like I don't, I don't understand. Like this guy came out of nowhere. I thought his, his career was over, but. Yeah, I mean, guy is definitely playing playing well, like you said, Jake. I think it's going to be pretty tough to go from the Tour Championship to most likely taking two weeks off. I doubt he plays in the Sanderson Farms, and I doubt mm-hmm. he plays in the next uh, event right after that before the U.S. Open. Um, but yeah, I mean, the guy is definitely, uh, I would say, uh, you know, one of the the co favorites up there to uh, to win or odds wise to win the U.S. Open at Wingfoot this year. It'll be interesting. You know, I, I've always liked DJ. I think he is a bit of an airhead, like Vince said, but th- that works for him. That's his thing. And um, 
Yeah, when he's driving the ball like he did this past weekend, he's just unstoppable. I do want to talk. Can I jump in real quick? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, This just because we're talking about the DJ Airhead thing. And I think it was like a couple weeks ago I was reading, maybe a little bit longer, maybe earlier in quarantine. Like every day is the same day. Who really knows what day it is? Um, I was reading this thing where it was Adidas gave all of their athletes this like athlete's IQ test. So it wasn't like, you know, actual, I don't know, like math. And it's not like an SAT. It was an athlete's IQ test. What does that mean? I I don't know. It's like sports IQ, like. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I, I really I don't know the specifics of it, but I know that Dustin Johnson scored the highest, higher than anyone else in any sport on their entire sponsorship staff. Wow. He was the number one. So it's tough because I think like when we think about like, you know, Dustin Johnson, is he he's kind of aloof. He's just like, yeah, you know, uh, some balls. I hit it good, blah, blah, blah. And, and it's become kind of like the joke on him. Like, I think. Yeah, maybe he's not like he's not going to kill you with, uh, you know, Bryson level of talking about launch angle and spin and air density and cosmic rays and all this stuff. But but he what he can do is what artists do. Right. Like he just understands like what he's sort of doing out there. He's painting his own picture. And I I think there's something to be said for that. I think golf a lot of times is just this game that has gotten more and more like empirical and, and more and more based on numbers and knowledge and i think dj is kind of like a guy who's like man just whatever works best put it in my hands and let me go do what i can do um which i think is cool so yeah i thought that was interesting because you guys both kind of i think a lot of people think of dj as kind of this like aloof guy but apparently not so much in certain cases interesting yeah it's uh and it's definitely one of the more interesting caddy player convos that you have too on tour with his brother yeah i think and, they're really good together yeah. and they've been yeah very successful together and you you've seen uh you know other people like throughout the last whatever 10 or so years that are starting to be um less committal to their caddies especially like even you've seen phil break up with his caddy now he's with his brother um and then you know tiger obviously had his caddy for a long time and it's just yeah you know good for them i love dj big fan of him uh hopefully he continues to play well i agree um as he, uh, you know, he's not getting any younger. He's moving into his mid-30s now. So, um, so yeah, awesome. The one thing I did want to bring up, I guess the only negative, is, if you want to consider this a negative, but he shot the worst 60 in the entire planet on on Friday. <laughs> um, he had it going. He was, <clears throat> he shot 27, which is nine under for those of you at home, on the front nine. Uh, and what well, he only needed to shoot two on, two under on the back. Uh, or, or sorry, three under on the back to shoot 59. He birdied 10 and 11. So he was 11 under through 11 and then parred out. Is that the worst 60 ever recorded? Yeah, probably. It's gotta be, right? It's got to be. And the fact, I mean, I know people were kind of kind of shitting on him a little bit for laying up on 18, even though it was a bad lie. Um, because he didn't even go for it at that point. He was just trying right. to make the best score possible. But kind of can't blame the guy there but yeah at the same time i totally agree got a little tentative somewhere on the back nine there around 15 or so and then yeah he just kind of coasted home but yeah definitely definitely the worst 60 uh that i i can remember if you could ever have one but i guess yeah yeah exactly oh man but yeah all right so awesome things for dj there um my boy russell henley big fan of his he birdied for the last five to get into this week so was fun to see him. I saw uh, Louis Ustazen made an eagle on 18 on Sunday 
to move into the top 70. And so did um, Jason Kokrak. So always fun to watch these guys that are, you know, not all because the event was over, but watching these other guys that are trying to fight to get into the, uh, to the field for this week at the BMW. Uh, we'll see if anybody, you know, moves for, cause I think Russell was like outside the top hundred and I believe Louie was up there as well. He was oh, at 99 to start the week. Uh, Charlie Hoffman almost got in. He had to make an Eagle on 18. He made a birdie. So he finished outside the top 70, but uh, will be interesting to see what's going on this week at the BMW as they move uh, on. Does anybody have, have anything to close out for the Northern Trust before we move on? I know it's kind of a ass kicking I mean, out there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Nah, man. Yeah. I, I I guess uh, I did see this circulating a little bit. Um, but what what should the PGA do? You know, now that somebody came out and shot thirty under on one of their setups, like what? Do you think that this course should be reconsidered for another event or or what? Um, I, there's been some talks about just kind of taking courses out, out of the rotation um, just based on the fact that somebody could score like that out there. I don't know if they can because they like they have this rotation set up now for the, that event between like Boston, uh, Liberty, and I, I think it may be Philly. Is that where the third one is? I can't remember, but... Well, uh, BMW moves around a lot right. more than uh, the Northern Trust does, um, but yeah. So like the, the Northern Trust is the one that kind of rotates between Liberty and, and TPC Boston mostly. Yeah. So uh, I, I mean, like they had benign conditions the whole week. Uh, there really wasn't it too much wind. Course was set up perfectly um, as it should be because they. I'm sure they haven't had that much play because of COVID. Um, Man, I, I, I didn't mind it. Um, I mean, I know uh, and personally, and I think Jake and you, Vince, as well, I like to see like the six, seven under winners. But I think when that happens, you have a more condensed field. Everybody is like right there. On a week like this, you know, DJ rose to the top and nobody was even near him. I think when you play conditions, maybe like the PGA, it gives a lot more people the chance to win or at least like six or a handful of guys. Whereas this week, it was over from the beginning, um, but you know I'm open. Jake, what do you think? So I think that it's look, it's not a great golf course at all. And um, a couple of years ago, they did some renovations to it, and a lot of tour players complained about it. And they changed the course kind of back to what it was before. Took out some of the changes that were made. Right. And you know, look, anytime you have a golf course that's soft, which this one was extremely, extremely soft, you're going to have guys that go low and. You know, DJ beat the next closest guy by well, what, like twelve shots, right? Or Eleven. Eleven shots. Yeah. So, so in the end, he's the outlier. And there were plenty of guys who didn't shoot the, you know, shot like decently high scores. There were some other guys, some guys that struggled. Um, I think that Friday you just got a day with like literally no wind, perfect conditions, soft golf course, and you watch, you know, two guys in particular go out there and just like tear it up, and then DJ stayed on his tear, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's like the only event in, in that area. Um, there's plenty of great golf courses up there, but I don't think they're going to move away from a golf course that they go, get to go to for free, right? TPC is a right. PGA product, so they don't have to pay. They don't have to do anything to do it. Um, I, I guess uh, the, the real like follow-up to that is, uh, would this have been more acceptable had it not been stage one of the FedEx Cup playoffs, right? Well, you. my only question that I wrote down this entire thing and actually i had one other point but i'll ask the question because you are bringing it up right now is do the playoffs stink and 
I, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I have my own thoughts, my own take. Um, but I think you're hitting hitting on it a little bit there, Vince. What, how do you feel? Let me ask you that because you're you're bringing up a good question. Is yeah. it acceptable for this to be a playoff event and that to be the score? I I say no. Um, I think, like I said I, last week, um, these are the three weeks where there's a lot of movement, a lot of people playing for a lot of cash, opportunities to play for you know all three events. Um, I think that there should like these specifically should be the weeks where we have winners five under. You know, maybe a handful of guys that are under par and, you know, 70% of the field over par, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, every birdie counts. And, and you know, in this week, you had a guy shoot 30 under and you had 17 or 18 players who scored low enough to win five different events this year. So, right. um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much, like, so underwhelming to be occurring during the FedEx Cup playoffs, for sure. Dougie, you got a thought? Man, I mean, I, do I wish they played at other golf courses? Yes. Do Do I mind watching them shoot 30 under par? Man, I, I, it didn't really bother me. I mean, I like, I like watching when it's 6, 7 under par. Or they, get, they just break par when they're getting their asses kicked because it, like, brings them down. But I also think that they need to have weeks like this as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I really don't – I guess I don't have a stance on it really. I, I – I wish that they played at a different golf course is, my, is really my stance. Cause I, like you said, Jake, this course sucks. Um, and there's, you know, probably 10 events like this every year on the PGA tour that their field right. just, the course sucks. Um, and, and I understand that, you know, Boston's big market, so they have to go up there, but I'm, there's definitely better, um, event or courses up there in that area, especially right now with COVID. And I, and I guess that like, you know, they've been pre- prepping for this for the year probably, but, um yeah my my stance isn't really the 30 under par it's really where they're playing playing the event at and um i I don't think that that's going to change because they have like you know signed five ten year contract extensions with with, with the sponsor for these events so you just have to chalk it up as hey this is going to be a week where everybody goes low here here's my thing right like and we've talked about it briefly in in season one quote unquote of our podcast right like our first year through talking about the the fedex cup and the changes that they made to the tour championship. And I'm, I'm not even getting into that. Think of like the best playoffs in other sports. Like what's the, what's your like favorite playoff? Like, I don't know. Just what sport do you love the playoffs for? for? I think I will eat uh, baseball. Uh, seemingly. So world uh, series. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you love, you love the world series. All right, Doug, what, what about you? Some baseball dogs? sucks. <laughs> um, the NFL. Okay, the NFL, right? Now, it's good because you guys picked two totally different things. But, like, the way that I look at this, the FedEx Cup playoffs, is it's it's not really a series like the World Series or, like, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Like, I don't watch a lot of hockey, but I love the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think it's so good. Um, and then, yeah, football, amazing playoffs. Like, limited teams, it's one and done. A wild card team could win. Or the um, you know the, the favorite could win baseball same kind of thing right we've seen the last couple of years wild card teams creep in get hot move up you know March Madness when you have a, a, a you know a 15 seed make a run the point being like I just don't see this as like it doesn't do anything different than every other week of the PGA Tour right Vince made a point like okay well what if they played on like 
tougher golf course, tougher conditions. All right, look, that's one change. You want to have this like 30 under like birdie fest thing. Like you should make some changes, right? If it's, if it's about getting into these top, whatever, you know, why are we not, um, cutting the field size down or, you know, doing match play, doing something to differentiate it from the rest of the season. Cause it, it really doesn't feel any different to me. I don't know about you guys. I just don't like, I didn't even really watch that much this weekend. That golf course didn't interest me. I don't really care about the FedEx cup. Everybody's keeping their card. Uh, so right. I just don't see what the value in the product is. If you want to call it the playoffs, you it's got to mean something more when the Eagles lose in the playoffs. I get fucking mad, but like, I don't get mad when my favorite golfer doesn't make it farther in the FedEx cup. Cause I know I'm just going to see them again next year. It, it doesn't really matter. I don't know how to explain that. Vince, what were you going to say? No, I, I agree. And I, I would love to see match play for the final 30, the top 30. I think, I think it could work so damn well. Um, I don't see why not you, you strip everybody of rank at that point in time. And, uh, you know, and you go out and you play, a seven-day match play like like the U.S. Amateur, which was which was unreal. I I think these guys doing that would be fucking amazing. I just obviously I there's there's some media outlets and obviously PGA Tour stance um, stopping that from occurring. But. Yeah, I mean it's I think it's like all about the the how many I I mean look if you do three-week playoff or whatever it is quote-unquote playoffs what they do now that's three different tournaments that you have to to watch three different events four rounds, you know, however many eyes, but like, I'm, I'm with what you're kind of saying, right? Like imagine if you did the first week was here at this crappy golf course, TPC Boston, you, you use that to set the field of 70, you seated them out from there. And then you had, or I don't even care what golf course you played the seating match in. And then you figure out a way from there to play out this match play whether you do it round robin, so you can do it across two weeks, it doesn't matter. But the bottom line is, like, you can find a way to up the stakes of this and to allow for all the stories. Like, remember the year that Billy Horschel won? Like, I don't like Billy Horschel. I don't think he's a, a great golfer or somebody that I'm entertained by. I don't have anything against him either. But that was an entertaining year because he got so hot. Like, he won two events. He almost won three events to win the FedEx Cup. And I know he's not a popular winner, but like, I mean, if you look back at, at those couple of years, they were like Billy Horschel, Bill Haas, you know, Brant Snedeker was almost, I think he was almost in there. Maybe he did win. I don't even remember. The Snedeker point being, won it. Yeah, there you go. Snedeker won it. So the point being like, I don't know, we, we are so, the PGA Tour, I think, is so worried about making sure that they find a way to have a, a, the best quote unquote player of the year win this thing. When in reality, I think all viewers want is to see like an all like high stakes playoff, which doesn't exist. Right. And that's yep. that's the bummer. So I think that uh, I mean, I, I I don't mind the playoffs. I, I agree. I think what Vince suggested would be completely awesome. Problem there, though, is like PGA and sponsor dollars don't want to see Justin Thomas, who comes in number one, lose in the first round. Um, and I understand that, like, that's part of the, like, that makes it interesting, but they don't want to see that. Um, I, I mean, I think the easy suggestion here, and I know we don't want to talk too much about it, is just pay the regular season what they deserve. Like, you win the regular season championship, you should win more mm -hmm. than $2 million. Like, I think that they've made some strides and made it better the last couple of years with the 
Wyndham top rewards, the uh, top 10 guys, but like pay out the top 30 guys and up, up the, uh, the payout a little bit so that, you know, first place is $5 million or something like that. And then right. if you win the FedEx cup playoffs, the other 5 million goes to that guy and, and basically they reset or, um, they go in, you know, like this, but then, yeah, it's like, you know, two events and then you play top 30 guys play a stroke or a match play event. Something like that. Yeah. Let me, let me set the scene. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Cause I, I don't want to forget this. Go, go, go. Like, let me set the scene for you. Just imagine that you do this thing. Cause you're, you're right on, right? You, you say, all right, you've won the regular season championship. Here's a gob of money. Enjoy it. Right. And everybody, you, you see, you, you figure out whatever that sum of money is, right. Those, those top 25 or whatever, they get that bonus. Okay. You can still do your cards, right? You still know how your, your cards for the, the tour are going to work and where people are going to fall. Who's got to go to the corn Ferry, blah, blah, blah. But if you do that playoff week, that tour, I'm sorry, that tour championship week, and you do some kind of match play, you have it across five days. Okay. And on that last day, whether you do it a Sunday night or you do it Monday primetime, you do it on the West coast, you do this 36 hole match play final, just like the USAM. And you take the $15 million or whatever it is. And you just dump it next to the 18th green and you just have it sitting right there. Cause we all know that the FedEx cup trophy, those guys don't give a shit about that thing, but that money, that's what drives it. So right. le lean into that, right? We, we know that it's not about the prestige of the FedEx Cup. We know it's about the money. So play up to the money. Like It's what makes things like the match really entertaining, right? So do that. Imagine that. Like You're sitting on your couch on a Monday night right before the NFL starts, probably just in preseason, and you potentially have – obviously, this is more of like a dream scenario, but you have like – you know, JT and Rory for 15 mil across 36 holes, just the two of them. Like, you get Tiger in the booth. Like, who, who knows what you could do? That is a spectacle. That's what the tour does not have. Right. So, I, I don't know. I, it's got to be reworked because I think it's getting weaker and weaker every year. I agree. I completely agree. Um, we could dive down the trap. Yeah, absolutely. Night. Yeah. You guys want to <laughs> yes, know some big names that didn't make it to this week? Yes. Let's hear it. All right, here we go. A couple of names that did not make it to – wait, where are they going? Oh, Chicago this week. A good yeah. golf course this week yeah. at Olympia, oh, Olympia Fields. Yeah. So Jordan Spieth, out. He sucks. Zach Johnson. Remember we were having a discussion about him? But he got in, and we didn't think he'd get in. So Yeah, he got in only to then get the fuck out. Um, let's see. Who else? Oh, Bill. Man. Phil, yeah, Phil made a, 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 we'll call that a business decision, I think. <laughs> um, That's exactly right. Oh, my God. Uh, Justin Rose, see yeah. you later. He's had, and he was number one in the world last year. I know. He's had, definitely had a weird year. You know, this one actually surprised me because I thought he had a very solid year. Harold Varner. I felt, felt like he was on a bunch of, yeah. like, you know, top 10s, top 20s, did not make it. He only had one, I think, one top 10. Yeah, he, was just, he just happened yeah. to like score really well on opening on rounds. Thursday, and yeah. That was how it was. Yeah. There you go. And then Vinny's boy, he was almost he almost made it number 76, Henrik Norlander, who we've <laughs> talked about a lot recently. So yeah, pretty, well, couple, pretty well. A couple other guys. I saw Fowler didn't make it. Fowler, Fleetwood. Yeah, Fleetwood didn't make it. He he's in a tough spot because he didn't play enough, really. Right. I mean, you had Webb withdrawal this afternoon, late this afternoon. Yeah, he's just going to drop some spots, though. But he's in the end. Yeah, he, yeah, he, uh, he withdrew to rest. 
Good for him. Like, how, how does that make you feel? This is this is like the, the same scenario yeah. as like Bryson hitting his tee ball that one event and then withdrawing on the first hole, so he got Dude, paid. This like, is the equivalent of like who is Webb Simpson in NFL terms? He is like the um, he's like if the Atlanta Falcons made the playoffs and then we're just like, eh, we'll take the first round off, but we'll see you next round. Yep. Like, that's what it is. That's why it doesn't matter, and it's got to matter more. Well, this is like, should the 71st person be allowed into the field of top 70 if somebody that's, withdraws? No. That's a great question, but no. I don't think the answer, yeah, it can't be. That's I'm sure Webb did the math. He figured it out. He probably only drops, like, sixth or seventh spot worst. So Right, right. He, he knows he's going to start, you know, like, three or four shots behind the leader next week, so he doesn't care. Over four rounds, he can make that up. I I mean, probably a smart move for him. Agreed. Um, uh, all right, guys. Well, we've talked enough about the playoffs for today. Yep. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it more next yes. week after the tour championships around. Um, let's talk about the BMW a little bit. So, like you said, moving to uh, Chicago, it is a uh, a cool course. Um, they play here pretty much every year. Um, a lot of people have uh are unanimously basically picked Rom or DJ to win this week. Those are the two uh, favorites. Um. Vinny, you took DJ last week, so you cannot take him again. I'd love to get your thoughts. Do you think he goes back to back, or uh, you think someone else is going to win the uh, the BMW? Uh, I don't think he goes back to back. No. Um, yeah, he's riding like such a hot hand. Sure, but I think this this is just going to be a good field. Obviously, um, top seventy. So I'm praying that we just see a more condensed leaderboard, and uh, yep. that's it. I I mean. DJ may have blown his load. Who knows? Oh, we thought, we, we thought that four weeks ago, but he didn't. <laughs> uh, Jakey, what do you think? We think DJ goes back to back? All right. Uh, well, I mean, there's a really good chance. Honestly, when he gets on runs like this, like the year before he blowed his back, uh, like on Masters week, he was on a run like this. Um, I'm going to say no, only because I think this golf course fits a couple of guys good enough that, you know, if he has a slightly off week, he won't be able to do it. What do you yeah. think, Doug? Uh, I mean, I think he's got as good a chance as anybody to go back to back in the form he's in right now. So, um, and we haven't seen it in quite a while. So I'd love to, I'd love to see it. And, um, you know, it's funny cause you'd be like, Oh, well, he's going to be way ahead in points. Nope. He is just going to be two shots ahead of the second place guy. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I hope, I would like to see him win it or at least be in contention on Sunday. Cause I think, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely playing well. Um, all right, well let's get into the BMW for this week. Let's get some power rankings, uh, and let's get some discussions on our picks. Uh, <clears throat> like you said, 70 players, there'll be no cut this week. So people could play very poorly on Thursday, Friday, and then make a run on Saturday, Sunday, whether it's for the tournament or, uh, to get themselves into East Lake in the top 30 next week. Uh, Ryan Palmer, number 20. Russell Henley, my boy, 19th. Matt Kuchar, 18. Hazmat, 17. Victor Hovland, guy's playing very well right now, 16th. Jason Day, 15th. Usti, who made an eagle on 18 to get in, is 14th. Tony Finau, 13th. Xander, 12th. Alex Norin, 11th. Scotty Scheffler, guy who's been playing well as of late, 10th. Harris English, a guy who may be just as hot as DJ lately and uh, could have won twice in the last month, uh, is ninth. Kevin Kisner, eighth. Morikawa, seventh. Berger, sixth. 
Bryson DeChambeau, my pick of last week, who played absolutely terrible, missed the cut. Fifth, John Rahm, fourth, Justin Thomas, third, Webb, who is not playing this week, second, and DJ is number one on the power rankings. Um, I finished like DFL last week because of Bryson. I am going to um, not think very hard on this one, I don't think. I'm going <laughs> to ride the hot hand and take Dustin Johnson. That's pretty smart. Which I was surprised. Not that it matters because it's over. But, yeah, it's uh, but uh, yeah, let's hear it. Uh, Jakey, what you got for this week? All right. I am going with, um, I think he had the second hottest round on the golf course on Sunday. And I think Olympia Field sets up really good for him. I'm going with Kisner this week. Uh, Ooh, love to, it. To, yeah. Yep. There you go. Love me some Kiz. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty long course, I'm pretty sure. I don't think it matters as much as you think. I mean, he's short, but ball striker. And he, yeah. when he, he's been putting like two yeah, weeks in a row, now, he's really, really putted. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, you got. So I'm taking somebody who, you know, I I'm a big fan of. He's been hot and cold numerous times this season. Um, I think it's just time for him to show up. And no, it's not Rory McIlroy. He's just been ice fucking cold. Um, I'm taking John Rahm this week. Love it. Yeah, number two pick. player in the world. Um, yeah. And Jake, I think you said this to me earlier. I think it's it's like that time of the year where the number one player in the world just kind of flip flops back and forth like four or five times. I saw like a stat where it was like between I don't know whatever year. Like let's just say like the year the Tiger became world number one, and then like 2015, there have been like five number ones in the world, and then this like 12 month calendar year or 14 months or whatever, there's been five. So. It's pretty wild. It has it has actually been pretty crazy how many times people have flipped around world number one recently. It just shows you how dominant Tiger was. Yeah, for sure. Unbelievable. For sure. Um, all right, guys. Well, we got, uh, like we said, top 70 trying to get into the top 30. Um, DJ is number one going into the event. 30th is Billy Horschel. Um, and then we've got some guys outside of the top 30 that are fighting to get in tiger woods being probably the biggest one that we talk about. He is 57th, mm. which is he's at 620 points. He's got to make up a 240 point deficit. Everything is three X right now, but will tiger woods play well enough to get himself into East Lake next week? Ooh, mm. man. I'm going to go, yeah. I'm going to say, yeah. I think he knows how to like kind of flip the switch a little bit, and you actually saw a taste of it this weekend. So I think, I think Tiger will find his way. Um, I don't know if it's a good thing overall, but I do think he will find his way to Eastlake. Vince? Any? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see you know, old, old Tiger show up this week. Um, I wow. think he's going to get it done. Maybe a, a top drive the numbers and then uh yeah and then show up at east like which he's played great at so is that good though that's a lot of golf for him in a row if he goes here east lake yeah he does need it to some degree i just yeah fingers crossed he's only played six events this season so that's pretty crazy (laughs) pretty crazy that he's even in the top 70 yeah Uh, because people forget he won right exactly Um, okay. Uh, 70th place is Louis Oosthuizen. Does Louis Oosthuizen have any chance to get into the top 30? I'm going to go no. I think that's just too, too much. Uh, and Louis has been really on and off this year. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm gonna he's say no, to win, even basically. though I really liked uh, I really liked seeing him play well last week. I'm I'm a fan of his. He's got like one of my favorite swings on tour. For but sure. I don't know if he if he can score low enough out here to uh to, to drive the leaderboard. You will. Oh, I hear you. All right, Matt Wolf, thirty third. He's gotta move up three spots. He's got the firepower. I think uh I mean let's let's see what the rookies got, you know what I mean? I, I, I would love like- to see him play well. I would too. I feel like all the rookies, and when we talk about them, we mostly talk about the big three. But I feel like a lot of rookies have had like a really amazing year, even on their respective tours. Like a couple yep. guys in Corn Ferry too. I definitely think Matt Wolf um, gets in because I just think like that his overall skill is good enough to like drag him through um, and, and to make up those points. Right. I, I don't think he's going to lose enough points. I guess is what I'm saying. So okay. Uh, last one, Patrick Cantlay, guy who kind of flying under the radar, very good player. He's 37th right now. Mm. We see Patrick, Patty Cantlay in the Eddie's Lake. I'm going to say no. Uh, Explain. I've, I've been, I've just been tracking him in the last few weeks. I, I, he really has, I mean, it's crazy because he, like, he played well at the work day and the players and the travelers, like those three events, uh, in a row of which he played, and then he's he's just come out and he's like fired in the middle of the pack, like made cuts, but like not challenged any leaderboards. I I don't know if he's actually playing well right now. Uh, and he and he's coming off a miscut last week. Yeah, I might say no to. I'm going to say no. I think that he's a, been a victim of the restart. Like him and Rory are both guys that had like actually very Rory especially had a super solid beginning to the year pre COVID. And Cantlay was kind of in the same boat where he was popping up on some leaderboards. And, like, I just think he's been spinning his wheels. I picked him, whatever that was, like, maybe six or eight weeks ago, six weeks ago, right at the beginning of the restart. And he just didn't have it then. And I don't know. It seems like he still doesn't. He looked a little lost at the PGA, too. So going to go now. All right. Well, we will definitely see what happens for these guys. Let us uh, wrap up our talk about the BMW Championship. Anybody have any closing thoughts as we go towards East Lake next week and the wrap up of the season? No, nothing for me. I'm good. All right. Well, let's jump a little bit over the Champions Tour. Probably the first time we've talked about them on the podcast before because at the Charles Schwab Series at Ozark National, which I highly recommend you guys look up that golf course, it is at Big Cedar Lodge, a golf uh, resort that I know the three of us have talked about going to, and we've talked about going for our gentlemen's cup at some point, but this week headliner, Phil Mickelson decided to make his jump. He's over 50 now, uh, to the champions tour and, uh, test out the field over there. And not only is he playing this week, but he fired a 61 in round one and a 64 today, which was seven under. And they play three rounds of the Champions Tour for their regular events, non-majors. And is going into, quote-unquote, the Sunday round with the four-shot lead. Do we think Phil Mickelson will continue to play on the Champions Tour? Uh, or is this just like a one-time thing and he wanted to go do it and make some money, win it, and say, yeah, all right, I'm back to PGA? Vince, you want to go first? I, I, I wish I could even fathom what phil's thinking right now but like <laughs> i'm sure we we've said that you know over normal shots that he's hit from fairways on the pj tour like what's going through phil's head um i don't know if it's a money grab sure yeah, it may he may play a few weeks out there obviously next week um he doesn't you know he can go play out there again or wherever the event is and 
if he wins one or two, shit, he may just be like, all right, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna come out here and run it for like four years, make a ton of money. Um, I but I still think he's good enough to to win on the PGA Tour. So it, it's basically wherever he wants to you know, place himself. It, he has the option to play on on both tours and kind of just. I don't know. Should he be allowed to flip flop back and forth? I don't even know. I'm just like I'm a big Phil fan. I think he's good enough to play on the PGA Tour, and I think he should do that for as long as he could. Jake, I think it's. I mean, if if I was a a player that was of Phil Mickelson's place in the game, I don't know if I would have done it this particular way. Like I think a lot of guys do this sort of flip flop where they're they they're playing a little bit on the PGA Tour if they're still eligible and can still keep up, and then they also go to the Champions Tour. Like like Freddie Couples did it, Tom Lehman did it a little bit. Like all these guys that can kind of still keep up do or, or have done. Um, I'm sure Furyk will continue to continue to do it. My thing with Phil is he's not really those guys. Like he's still like a top 50 in the world top. What is he? He might be top 30 in the world. I don't know what his ranking is right now. A player on the PGA tour. He's gotten longer in the last two years than he's been in his entire career. It, it does feel a little bit like a money grab. It ain't good for him. If that's what he wants to do. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know about it. It feels a little unfair. Like I'm sure those guys on the champions tour are not exactly pumped that this is how it's gone down with, with Phil just like being like, hey, I didn't make the playoffs this year. Let me come take money out of your pocket right Bur- now. Oh, Bernard, probably like, oh, God. Oh, Bernie's guys, pissed, dude. Bernie is mad. <laughs> I've won this thing every year. We're in trouble now. Um, yeah, you know, I so my thing with it is I, I thought it was stupid, too. I, you know, I, I always thought Phil, obviously, he's one of those guys who, like, loves the being in the spotlight, loves the money. So I thought he would play in the majors for sure in the Champions Tour. I didn't think he would play any regular season events. Um, it's funny that he does it this way, but I'm also kind of starting to maybe change my stance. He could use this, you know, as like a, a confidence booster. I realize that these courses, you know, are not as as tough as the or set up in the same as the PGA events, but you still, man, you go out there and you fire, you know, a nine under or seven under out here, and let's say you shoot seven under again tomorrow, then he takes next week off and. You know, he always plays with Sanderson Farms because he's uh, one of their sponsors. But, you know, maybe it helps him boost some confidence up because, you know, he didn't he didn't play that well this year, uh, especially since the restart. You know, I think he had maybe one top 10 since then. So right. he could use this as a, a, a confidence booster to get out there. You know, I think it's hysterical that, uh, yeah, he just like went out there and shot nine under, seven under. And he's also, I believe he made the cut at uh, – at the Northern Trust, I know he didn't finish high enough to make it, but that means he's played like eight rounds of golf in a row. So, yeah, um, just uh, yeah, pretty crazy. And like guys behind him, like Rocco Media, KJ Choi, um, Bernard, like we said, Steve Stricker, Ernie L's out there now. So, a lot of guys that uh, used to be very good on the PGA Tour out there now. So we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting to see what he says if he wins this week. If he's like, oh, it was just a one-time thing, or if uh, no, I'm going to look at doing this more often. Should be interesting. Definitely a cool golf course, though. Big Cedar Lodge. It was our. Oh yeah, really sick. Very cool. Um, okay, well that's all we had on that. Uh, the Women's British Open was this past weekend as well, so there's a lot of golf going on. I did not have a chance to keep up with it too much, but I know Vince and Jake, you guys had a few things you wanted to uh, to chat about. 
Jake, we'll turn it over to you. Yeah. I mean, to me, it was the best golf that I watched all weekend. Great course. Um, I mean, it's nice to see that the, that the women's open has started to go to like more of the traditional open rota that the men go to. They're not going to some of these other like more modern courses right. that, you know, that they've done the last couple of years. So that's been, that was neat. I mean, look, it's a great story, right? Sophia Popov, everybody knows by now, 304th ranked uh, women's player in the world. She, her only wins have come on like the cactus tour. Um, almost gave up the game, has fought Lyme's disease, like a ton of different things. And she didn't just like luck into this thing. I know that a lot of the Korean players who are really at the top of the LPGA sort of uh, food chain, so to speak, like there are a lot of the uh, big chunk of the top of the world were not there um, due to traveling for COVID reasons. But it, in the end, to me, it doesn't matter. Like she played insanely good. The driver off the deck that she hit in, I think it was in Saturday's round, was just unreal. Uh, and she, she played great all week. And it's it's a crazy story. It's like the equivalent of like, you know, Ben Curtis winning the Open uh, in the men's game, right? Just literally, completely out of left field, never would have seen it coming, kind of thing. So it was yep. it was great viewing experience for sure. Awesome, Vinny. Would you do you yeah. have anything on it? I know you. Had- I mean, Jake touched on most of it. Obviously, uh, you can still talk about like a Lindsey Weaver, American out there no caddy push pushing her own bag breaking her own bunkers sanitizing rakes before she can advance yeah covid and then you know doing that for you know 72 holes obviously it fizzled out on sunday i'm sure that three days of of, of doing that kind of weighed in on you I, I didn't read the full story about what happened with her caddy but um still like another another reason go out there and do that and contend it's just like uh-huh. Feel, feel good story after feel good story, uh, you know, this weekend on the LPGA tour. So. Listen, massive, massive week for, um, for the push cart crew. Like as a, as a push carter, we needed that in, in the golf, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you though, we've said it before and I'll say it again. It's like, it's so cool to watch, um, golfers who hit similar shots to you play a golf course like that and play it with like that kind of precision. That was the other thing, like watching somebody who drives it like max 270 playing out there. It was really, really cool. So, yep. Love that. Yeah. Two good uh, weeks in a row for the women with uh, yeah. Stacy Lewis winning last week. And then now uh, this, so uh, yeah, I love watching the uh, women's game just cause like we've talked about before, it's just like ours. So, or more like the amateurs game. Um, they still hit more incredible shots than we do. So, and they, they ball yes. putting better than we do. So, Oh yes. <laughs> um, all right. Well, good stuff from that. Um, looking forward to the, uh, tour championship next week as we come to a wrap. And then we, we get into the heart of major championship season for us, uh, on the men's side of the game. Um, I don't have too much going on. We have a hurricane coming. I hope everybody that's listening in the Houston area is safe. Uh, or if you need to evacuate, please evacuate. Do not be dumb and uh, stay in the flooding. As we see it every year, it happens. Somebody wants to be a hero, makes a bad decision. So please don't do that. Be safe. If you are outside the Houston area and it's sunny this weekend, uh, please play some golf. Practice so- safe social distancing. Uh, do not touch your bunkers. Just hit your ball and clean the trap with your club. Uh, sorry, don't touch your rakes, what I meant to say. Um, uh, come join us on 2K. If you are in Houston, that's a viable secondary option. And uh, everybody enjoy uh, the week leading up to Labor Day as we uh, 
all working folks are trying to take some trips. I just signed up. I'm going to sign up. Just uh, took a trip. I'm going out of town, play some golf. I'm not saying where because uh, the person I'm going with is listening to this episode. I know she told me she would. So it's a secret. But uh, Jake, you got any Labor Day plans? I know you're starting work the uh, the week after. Uh, nothing really. No, I got a, you know, I got a nice round, of, <clears throat> excuse me, round of golf coming up on Friday at, at one of my favorite clubs and I've gotten a couple of nice rounds in recently. So that's been cool. And, uh, yeah, just coasting back into work. Nice. Vinny, you, uh, I know you have a wedding this weekend. Are you going to play up there? Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to play Saturday morning. It looks like, um, I'll be up in the Dallas Denton area. Uh, there's a few cool tracks, um, pretty local to there and, see if i can just get out before the wedding and, and that's the plan awesome. as long as long as i can get up there in general it, right you know, right through that. this hurricane true. doesn't leave me stuck here in houston true that well all right guys everybody be safe this week enjoy the bmw watch tiger win uh, and break the record for most victories on the pga tour and vault himself into the top 10 of the fedex cup rankings as he wins at east lake next week too um and join us on some 2K this weekend if you're if you're bored. Uh, with that, Vinny, why don't you take us home? All right, ballers. We appreciate it as always. Thanks for listening to the recap of the Northern Trust and our preview for the BMW. Uh, we'll be playing some 2K during the week. Um, if you know the hurricane doesn't take out our internet, you can come on over and watch me hit breakfast ball after breakfast ball. Uh, <laughs> it hasn't been good. Um, if you Not are easy. getting out on the course, nice and early. Don't forget to reload one, get home safe, and we appreciate it. Thanks again. Mm-hmm.